They just, we got a bum bus and it rolled into a replacement bum bus into a replacement bum bus. And, and we got somebody else's bus that needed to be back two weeks later. It's yep. just, you know. That's what happens when you cut corners, dude. It's yeah. cheap, cheap. You get yeah. what you fucking pay for, dude. I was watching these crew dudes hop out of the van and then I watched the fucking van, dude. Anthrax is hopping out of this little rusty ass van. I felt bad. Dude's legs were all cramped. We're all pretty big gentlemen, dude. Yep. C is C's bigger than me. And I'm yeah. I'm a tall dude. God forbid I would have had to jump out of a little van. Nightmare, like that. bro. That's a nightmare you don't experience right there. And I'm like, God damn, you guys are like a pretty famous band. Like, yeah, 30 years of touring and you're still in the band. It's yeah. humbling. Like when you make when they make eye contact with you and they see you, it's like pretty cool because you know that they no, ain't no one gonna pull that shit on you now. <laughs> yeah, the Hollywood those anthrax guys are real good guys. Yeah, but you know they started in the van, so that's like home to them, anyways, man. You know they started anniversary tour, New York hardcore, all the, all the, the van tours. Like I said, we've done collectively between you know Mick, myself, all our boys, man. That was it back in the days. Twelve animals in a van, two pit bulls. Jesus, you guys literally would have air dogs in the van, yeah, bro. Yeah, all sometimes. that back in the days, yeah. Yeah, have all types of animals, man. You guys are fucking human animals. and uh, four legged. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Good old days. Crazy beasts, man. These crazy beast voices on uh, on Damaged Goods this week are some good, cool gentlemen. Dirty Mick, Big C. They are the proprietors of Omerta Clothing, which you see me rock with shouting out. It's great stuff. And they are also two veterans of the road, um, touring with different bands of all genres, all music genres, protecting their lives, their safeties. You guys exactly. are like Kevin Costner and the Bodyguard, <laughs> but way scarier looking, dude. Oh, man. I should have picked a different profession in the music industry. That's all I got to say. I mean... Security's long days. Why? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you're like... You're basically on from when they're up and you're, yeah. you ain't stopping until they leave the dressing room. When that bus stops, you pull into the venue, you get off 7 in the morning, you do a little walkthrough and you're, you're at it till 3 o'clock the next morning. Yeah, first Non-stop. one up, last one yeah. down. You're doing Damn. the TM, the tour yeah. manager. Oh, the God, thing, yeah. It's, gee, God bless the We're both We're the first two off the bus, man. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean... <laughs> Ah, you know what sucks too? You can't really, especially if you're security, maybe if you're the tour manager, you can't really cut loose and party on the side, on the low, until it's over because you're like protecting dudes, right? Tour right. manager, you're really not supposed to either because you got to be the boss and handle yeah, stuff. But you can have a little problem fun. and you're wasted. Yeah. Now, I have seen a gang of tour, not a gang, I've seen my fair share of tour managers, you know, cut loose probably before they were supposed to, or maybe they never punched in, in the first place. That's yeah. how I got this last gig. The, the tour manager was, was drunk 24 hours a day, so... They had to fire him, and I came out to replace him. Fucking uh, a, dude. Two right weeks in the into the tour, tour. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I started. Sucking. Hey, man. Sold out shows Yo, this is Chicago. not this is not the time to be slacking no. for your job, dude. Uh, There's not a lot of work out there in any uh, profession. Round people are hungry. People want to work. If you're fucking up, best believe they're gonna find someone to replace you, no matter yeah. what you do. Expendable bodies, uh-huh. man. Him and I have talked about it many a nights. Is you know they just these people just chalk you up, push you to the side, man. If you're not doing what, what they ask, whatever. There's always a replacement for you. We That's scratch our heads half the time. It's like, how did this guy get this job in the first place? Yeah, because yeah. like, how would you get this far without already being fired? Yeah, but I, you can just watch for their one mistake and you yeah. can seize opportunities. I see yeah. it with the security and the bodyguard and stuff, man. I see all these guys. You know, they get caught up in that lifestyle, man. You know, I do a lot of hip hop stuff and you know a lot of the band stuff, man. These people stop feeling like they're rock stars. They're part of the act. They're part of the entourage. Instead of doing their job, they're hanging out. They're smoking weed. They're drinking. They're at the clubs. And I'm like, man, this this is the person you're hiring to protect your life. And this is what they're doing. They're getting lit. Yo, yeah, and Fading. look. Man, you know? I smoke a lot of weed, right? I tell you what, if I was paying for somebody 
of your statures or whatever to look after my physical being, my best interest, man, I would want you sober as a nun. I yeah, want you yeah. like a Republican yeah. senator from 100%. the South hating marijuana. You know what I'm that, saying? Let me be yeah. Cheech and Chong, dude. <laughs> yep. Fuck, that's, yeah, man. I get guys hit me all the time like, man, I want to do that security, man. I'm a big dude and this and that. And it's just like, you know, you put them out on the road and they do those 20-hour days and they're like, ha. they fold quick. Oh, oh man, I thought, I thought it was fun. It was all fun and games and you get to party and hang out. I was like, you're at the events, you're at the parties, man, but you got to be on point 24-7. Yeah. You know, you can't be slacking on that. That's tough, dude. And I mean, see, doing that kind of shit, you got to, like you said, you got to stay on your toes, right? You got to do your job, demand for your work again. But then when you have like your own business, like you guys do, the what's the motivation is different. It's not like someone's going to replace you. It's like that's your money going down the drain if you don't control the business right or whatever, right? It's also a, it's a, it's, it's a goal to... To get off the road and, and be able to do something for yourself, you know, you you and your brother, uh, being fortunate enough to make a living doing something we've worked so hard to achieve, you know. So, I mean, the the, the dream isn't to be working for somebody else for uh, the rest of our lives, you know. Fucking right, dude. I think I think if people will feel that um, gratification. You do things like touring, you start to realize, oh, I don't have to work for myself. But then, you like you said, you can't do it forever. So you got to find. Like, I don't know, a way to transition. Yeah, I mean, well, I, there's, there's no retirement package in the, in the yeah, 401k, 401k, no, no benefits, there's none of that stuff coming your way. I mean, you make it, you make your salary and that's it. So that's why, you know, one of the reasons we started this brand and it's something that we've done over the last five years, you know, a majority of the time too, I've been on the road, he'll be on the road. So it's like, we kind of go back and forth, we'll take care of certain, uh, you know, fulfillment and stuff with the, with the clothing. But mm -hmm. now this year we're just going to focus full time on. Yeah, I was about to ask actually, like, is there ever a time when both of you is on the road, on tour? And how, do, how does Omer yeah. to keep fucking juicing and going and shit? Yeah, this, I mean, this last this last year he was out with Slayer. I was out with Social D. And mm -hmm. we literally came home, you know, right before Black Friday. And, oh. went, and, and went into 500 orders, you know, being home for a week maybe and uh, going straight from no no rest from the road to straight back to printing. He's shipping orders. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's it's one of those things. And now, uh, fortunately, I'm going to be home for a while and then he's he's going to be out. So, you know, we, we, we tag team it. Luckily, we got very uh, understanding girlfriends. Yeah, they actually <laughs> and, help all too. You know, it's like, cool. You things, know, his yeah. girl jumps in. His girl does yeah. a bunch of stuff. She, she helps print. She helps ship. You know, my girl, same thing. My girl sold a bunch of the... <laughs> The jackets, the the beanies, so it's it's a family affair with all right. Everything's dude. DIY. My partner, you know, Mick here, he prints everything by hand still. I mean, those those five hundred <coughs> Black Friday orders going out, he's printing every one of them by hand to the poor. This guy's got couple tunnel syndrome probably. Yeah, that's why I got Popeye arms. Yeah. <laughs> See, you got some jacked ass forearms. Uh, you guys can't yeah, hear his yeah. forearms, but Mick's forearms, you can listen <laughs> close. They're fucking decent. You put them yeah. on the table, the table broken half. Yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. yeah, I should maybe this do uh, some arm wrestling afterwards. <laughs> maybe that could be my, <laughs> my profession if the hey. uh, clothing brand doesn't Dude, work. Let's out. get some Omerta workout gloves. We are using these classy Omerta. Coasters, right? Yes, we Which are. I fucking love these, yeah. dude. I love these things. Uh, yeah, I was rocking the um, the the Born to Kill shirt the other mm. day. Mm. I definitely caught a few looks. Oh, yeah. always. Yeah. And then some, somebody I know, a friend of mine, asked me, "What's that?" Like they don't know. And I was like, I was hipping them to the, it's you know, back in Vietnam, American soldiers would write that on their helmets and shit like that. And then there was a Vietnamese gang from New York, and then Boston came in the '80s, and they they called themselves Born to Kill yeah. out of mm. it. Playing off the fact that U.S. soldiers in Vietnam are rocking yeah. it. I'm also a uh, Marine Corps veteran. Oh, you so are. That's why a lot of our stuff is American-made. I try to tie in the military aspect every now and then. Shit. Some some people support that. Some people could care less about the American-made thing. But yeah, I no, I I dig the American-made thing for a reason. I think people like might misunderstand when people say American-made. Matter, matter of fact, Mick, why don't you tell me why you think American-made is important? 
I just, you know, I, I, I feel we should, we should keep it in America. We should, we should be help out our, our fellow Americans and, and, and support that aspect of things. It's like we're sending so many things overseas to be produced and manufactured when there's, there's tons of Americans that are looking yeah. for work, you know? So, um, you know, I, I, I'm a big supporter of, of union made stuff as well, but people don't understand that that price point is that much more mm -hmm. because, you know, we're, we're doing things home and Americans require a little more money for our cost of living over here, you know, yeah. than, than overseas. So. And I think people don't notice that it's like a, a reinvestment in, in the larger community of America when you mm -hmm. pay a little more. And I, I, I'm going to say this to clarify, at least on my behalf, I, I agree with you 110%, 112% even, mm -hmm. 113 if you want to go all the way. But like, so people sometimes when you say things like, I want to support Americans, stuff like that, people concoct these notions in their head like, oh, somebody's coming from like some crazy right wing place or like they're pro-American, fuck you. It's, it's not really about that. If It's looking at the pure economics of it. We used to create shit, build shit in America. Now we don't and we import things. We used to be a big export, now we import things. But what happens is at least a rapid unemployment um, and it takes away jobs and the will to work because now there's nowhere to even get a job. And that hurts communities, you know what I'm saying? And, and it hurts poor communities and, and it's starting to hurt middle class communities of all races and ethnic backgrounds. It's just bad overall. Yep. So it's not like you're saying, fuck these other countries. This is all good. You want every yep. country to flourish well, but you want where you live. Like, even if you break it down smaller into cities or states that you live in, you'd like, maybe you got to take care of your backyard first before you take care of your neighbor's backyard mm -hmm. and then some. So it's not like some weird uh, nationalist agenda. It's more like looking at the economics of it. It's it, we're, we're putting people to work over here yep. so they have money to stimulate the economy and buy more shit. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get off my fucking uh, political rant. No, I man, rarely man, do that. That's 100% no, I mean, though, Max. That's what we're, we're really firm believes in supporting your community, man, and giving back to your community. I mean, you know, we just had the wildfires out here in, uh, you know, in LA, man, up in Malibu. And, terrible. You know, we, we did uh, two or three days worth of, of proceeds, you know, sales from the shirts going donated to, to the wildfire victims, man. So we, we oh, donated over $1,000 to that. You know, it's like that's I said, terrible. just giving back to the community, man. Doing I didn't some know charitable that. stuff, yeah. So, you guys, that's pretty you know, impressive. That's what it's all about, man. Support those, support you. Yeah, man. I I, I think it definitely uh, plays into the theme of Omerita. Or not a theme or what the word I'm looking for is, but like you, you get that vibe from the gear and shit, you know, kind of communal. Yeah, that's what it's all about, man. I said that's, that's old school ways back in the days. You look at all the old gangsters, man. They always took care of the you know, community. You know, they, they they were doing their thing. They were whacking each other, whacking people up. But, you know, that, that was their the business beast. But overall, they didn't look after the community. You could walk through the communities. It was safe. There was no drama. Yeah. And they looked out the streets. And it was a different time back in the days, man. A lot safer than it is out in the world nowadays. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I mean, I feel like the... It was like self-policing of sorts, you know? Mm -hmm. People don't really have... Uh, community vibes as much anymore, you know? It's tough. Like, sometimes I don't even know if I feel it because I don't... I live out here, but I'm not from out here, right? And grow up out here. Um, but, you know, so it's, it's, you try to like invest in the community somehow. I think like, you know, giving money back to those wildfire um, victims and shit, that's a pretty ill way to kind of get into the community. You know, invest yourself in it as well as the money. Yeah, yeah man. And you guys be slanging all these products out of like a just like a small spot. You'd be doing all your shit pretty ill, filling orders and yeah, you know, we, staying um, busy. I, I had a retail store in, in Long Beach for about ten years, and uh, oh, merch store? Uh, it was a, no, it was, a, it was a little skate shop and, and, and record store. Oh shit! But um, you know, C would come down and check in when he was home, and I had a little screen printing set up in the back, and I was doing other clothing lines at the time, and um, you know, we decided to to do this one day, and you know. It's become successful enough. Now we have our own warehouse in, in Burbank. So yeah. everything's done out of, out of the dope. warehouse now. And uh, it's, it's, it's cool to see the way it's grown. You know, I mean, went from dropping water, two shirts to, 
you know, now we've got dozens of designs and yeah. you know, lots of people supporting it. It's, I it's, love it's the great. windbreaker, dude. Wind, I've worn that. It's yeah. raining in LA right now. Maybe not when you guys hear this, but it's been raining. I've worn that four days in a row for the yeah. elements, dude. It's great. It's right. great. Right. It's I've nice. been wearing mine every day. You too. know what I like about it? It's thin. Um, like so, that's a good like tour windbreaker. Say you're in the summer, you know you're working. It's hot as fuck, but it's gonna rain for like three hours. Yep. You don't want to be wet, but you don't want to be like <laughs> sticky. So I always try to get like the paper thin joints. Yeah. Because you know when you like run around on tour, it's like that East Coast or Midwest yep. humid yep. rain, and you're like sticking. Rains and you're yep. sweating. Yo, and yeah, dude, <laughs> it makes no sense. Europe you don't know. Trust me, circuit Europe in the summer, right? Y'all know those muddy fields when it's raining out there. Uh, yo, hot, and people, people out in California and the Pacific Northwest don't understand how spoiled you are without not knowing about humidity and working now you're 10 12 14 hour day in that shit yep. dude we just i just we were driving here and i'm God. looking out the window i'm like i can't believe we live in la it's perfect you yeah. know it's just it's so beautiful here the weather's always great i mean it's been raining for a couple days and now the sun's out yeah. you know it's, it's you just can't beat it yeah i love the rain though i'm all about it yeah. i'll yeah, take yes. it you miss the east coast shit <laughs> yeah. i like seeing everybody else miss it's, it's great <laughs> In a big yeah. race, but it makes me feel better. Yo, big C, like you have to kind of look miserable. Well, I, either way, I feel like, yo, if you even if you look like happy as fuck and you're walking down the street looking it smiling, it be right. still no one's gonna fuck with you. They're gonna think, oh, he must be crazy now. He's crazy. He's cuckoo. Either he's mean looking or he's cuckoo. He's not yeah. genuinely a happiness yeah. guy, but he's actually a gentleman, an old fashioned one. I smile in my photos. My girl's like, don't smile. It just doesn't look right. Hey. She busts my balls all the time. I was like, what am I supposed to do? Just be mean shit? You should hang out with my girl. She never smiles, dude. She's we mean the, as shit. We were at the Bellator fight two weeks ago with Hans, and he goes to take a photo, and he cracks this weird smile. He's like, you look like a fucking psycho. What are you doing? I was I just never, messing with him. I, I never seen But he don't know that. me like that. So he's just he's like, yo, man, you, you act funny and shit. I'm like, hey, man, if you can't laugh at yourself, you know what I'm saying? You got to have fun, man. Yo, dude, I've been talking to the guy who laughs at himself all the time. I, the reason I'm able to crack so many jokes, I clown the shit out of people. Not usually guys bigger than me, but maybe, maybe. <laughs> but I clown myself all the time. That's why you can't really hurt my feelings like yeah, that. Nah, You're going to set me off to. if you say something about, like, you know, my family member. But I, dude, I don't take myself serious at all. I probably yeah. should take myself a little more serious so I can get some more shit done. But I think that's an East Coast thing, man, because I see, like, a lot of West Coast people. It's, it's funny. I'm not saying they're more sensitive, but I almost feel like they're more sensitive over here because <laughs> yeah, East Coast, man. It's just it. like, yeah. you got to have thick skin to be hanging around with dudes like us. Oh, dude. Fuck your mother. Yeah. <laughs> dude, it's a, it's a culture shock. I got a lot, a lot of boys from back home in, in Boston that have moved out here and you know a lot of them have gotten like Cali girlfriends and shit and like it's so maybe they love him and then they have to meet the friends oh, and shit yeah. and not just the male friends we got a lot of female friends and yep, sisters yeah. out here and they're like oh man you know that you guys are crazy yep. you guys are mean and aggressive <laughs> yep. no you guys are always yelling at each other nah there's just that's how we talk yeah man yeah. my Lana, girl's uh, from New York and she's extra cold too so it works but she just moved out here like a little I don't know a year and a half ago and she's still in that adjustment phase where mm -hmm. you're like, these motherfuckers are too soft, these people are too slow, too mellow. I was like, yo, calm down, girl. Hey. You gotta put some more sand in your feet a little bit more. <laughs> like, I'm getting real relaxed and mellow out here, man. Huh. You know, I wear, I got fucking like woven sandals. You think I would have owned those if I lived in a woman? You can look at them right now. And there's another pair of sandals next to it. I walk the streets in those, not just going to the bodega. I go and run errands in public in them. I probably would have never done that back home. Nah, nah, you can't, you can't do that back in the nah, city school. And man. just like, I would hate to, you know, I always like to, when I'm out in public, I like to be ready. I know that's a real paranoid I mindset. To say that, yeah. You can't fight. No, well, now you you're going to be barefoot no, no. or you're running from the cops. I don't yeah. want to fight in mesh basketball that's the first shorts. Do stomp on your feet. Yep. I don't want, <laughs> yep. I don't want to go. That's a, that's and then you got to run, dude. What if you do have to run from yeah, the police? Running barefoot hurts. Yeah. Oh, fuck a fuck. I'm kicking those out. And you're going to have your feet are be all jacked up like Bruce Willis, Die Hard 1, yep. dude. 
more yeah. rocking the kicks, man. I don't rock no boots. Yeah, man. wallabies. I would never wear like certain shit in certain areas where I'm like, I might have to get down. But that paranoia slowly starts to dissipate the longer I live out here. And the thing is, shit is chiller. I'm not in the, I'm not being a crazy kid like I used to be. So that eliminates mm-hmm. a big part of it, but still the residue of paranoia is there, dude. You know what's funny, man? Even out here, it's like, you know, you go to the bars, man. I've been out here eight years, and it's like, I think I'm about to see one or two bar fights this whole time coming back from Boston. I've never seen one. Every, every night you go out in Boston on the weekends, oh, dude. people are getting smashed, you get the heads yeah. stomped oh, down. Oh, dude, you, you will see, even if you're not in fights, you will see them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I always remember this weird thing. My friends and I, when we were young, whether you were in high school or, or, or going in through your 20s, going out on a night. You, you weren't like, all right, we're going to fight, but you were always prepared that some shit might go down in your proximity, if not even with you. Yeah, yeah. And it might not always result in a fight. It might just be a verbal altercation. Or someone might throw an item, yeah. uh, you know? But it was really common, and it wasn't weird for everyone to think like that. No. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't unnormal to have a knife or a razor blade in the inside of yeah. your Boston New Era fitted hat or, <laughs> or whatever, a gun in your waist. That was yeah. normal. And that's when I look back, I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. That just to go around normally like that. Silly shit. Anyway, um, yeah. How about those pats? Sorry, just trying to lighten it. I was just nah, joking. Nah, man, it's, it's all good, man. Pat's doing that thing. He did their thing. Do either you boys have Omerta tattoos? I don't know. Yeah. You do? Yeah, you do. Right, so I got yeah, I got the writing. I don't yeah. have you know like uh-huh. logo or nothing, but yeah, I got it on my knuckles. I got Omerta. Where do you so like the you guys look at the photos of the video from this podcast? You'll see like the both of the gentlemen have different shirts on, right? One C's got mind your business, a nice one. I have that one, and Mick has stop glorifying rats. And these are just white on black, real simple print. There's no fancy font to them, but the. The statement is is so bold; it doesn't need any like extra salt and pepper on it, really. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just right there. Mm-hmm. Who who comes up with those? Or I mean, I know it's not like you invented the phrase "mind your business," but who is who? Where do you guys think? Okay, you know what? This one goes on a shirt. Let's throw this one on. Well, why don't you give them the stop glorifying rat story? I mean, the stop glorifying rat. Give me the stop glorifying rat story. I can't, story. I can't story. really get in, into you know names crazy, and faces have been changed. Details, do I need to blur your face out and cover nah, your voice nah, up nah, with one of those things? You know, it's what kind of those? it's from a personal point of my life. I had uh, you know a dear friend of mine did a bunch of time. He was uh, you know he's involved with some some criminal stuff back in the days, and uh, Whitey Bulger helped put him away for for many many years on, on a couple of charges that he wasn't guilty of, and. You know, I just got tired of people in Boston praising Whitey Bulger. He's, you know, he's he's a hero. He's a hero to Southie and this and that. I'm like, dude's a rat. People are like, well, he ratted on his enemies. I said, well, rats are rat. Doesn't matter. You ratting mm-hmm. your friends, enemies are straight up. You're a rat. Yeah. So that's kind of where that concept came from, just based off that 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 Whitey Bulger shit, man. Like I said, it was personal stuff for me. You know, some people that I hold dear to me, just losing all that time in their lives away from their family, from from this guy. You know, he tried he tried whacking. You know, my people, he couldn't, couldn't hit him, so he ended up putting him in jail, man. Just went, went to the government and told on him and put him away for a bunch of time on, on some stuff he didn't do. So, and my, you know, my, my buddy, he sat there and he took it like a man. He, you know, he took the charge and, you know, it's crazy. So that's basically where that, you, that concept came from. And you guys have another shirt I've seen that says, uh, if you can't do the time, wait, wait, if you can't do the crime, do your time. Right? Is that right? Do Am the, I do fucking... The, yeah, do the crime, do your time. Do your time. Yeah. And I noticed that, and I liked it that it said your time and not the t- Do mm-hmm. the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people always say that phrase, you're which is applicable. Responsible for your actions. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. And, um, See, you're not responsible for my actions if you did something, and I'm going to blame you for what I did. Yeah. You know? You don't have to take the rap for your own thing because of me. You know? I mean, look at what Takashi's doing right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's, he's trying to hem everybody else up because he wanted to play tough guy. You know? And you know what's it's funny? He's like, man, like, 
I'm saying funny. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> None of this is funny. There's you know? like comedy to it. You know? But I never wish no man imprisonment, going to jail, whether it's for one day, one year, or one lifetime. It's If you've ever been there, it's a terrible place. You know, yeah. you're, you're turned into an animal because they put you in a cage and you're a number. And it's, it's, a, it's a dehumanizing thing. But at the same time, I do believe in, um, you know, resp- accepting responsibility. I don't feel like in society these days, in all realms, I'm not just specifically talking criminal realm, people accept responsibility. We're always looking to be able to place the blame elsewhere because it alleviates of us of carrying a burden. Yeah. So not that I want to see this, this, this kid really uh, in prison. I don't want to see anybody. But at the same time, like, be, if you're going to do something, just like your shirt says, be responsible for it and own up to it on your side and not... Be fucking leaking your mouth out and, put, and, and putting point, point in, implicating fingers, in all these people who are presumably your friends at one point. Mm-hmm. Now, I know what, 47 joints is what he's facing. That's a long time. I That's get it, man. I'm, who's to say that you're going to stand tall when you get that in front of you until you get that? Mm-hmm. You know, people might not snitch if there's three, four, five, ten years on the table, but that's basically a life sentence at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wouldn't do all that time. But anyway, my point is, like, I don't want to see him go to jail, but I would, I would rather seen him be culpable to what he did and not put it on others. Yeah, man, I mean, how do you look yourself in the mirror after that, man? You, you know, you, you're repping all those gangster stuff, man, for all these years, and that's how, you know, how you built your brand, and it's all you talk about, how gangster you are, and this and that, and then they got you hemmed up for a month, and you flipping, man, you're telling right out, right out, the, right out the rip, you know? Mm. I, I mean, keep, that video of him keeps replaying in my head at LAX, where all his boys are going to beat somebody down, and he follows like 20 feet behind, and his shoe goes flying off when he's trying to run, and he's like trying to throw a punch in his See? rainbow yeah. hair. And- he probably had those sandals on, like I got. Can't come to LA yeah. and not yeah. you know? Yeah. At least he could have kicked the sandals off real quick. Yeah. Man, you know what? It's like... um. This is something I have an issue with. Like I have an issue with law enforcement because I have an issue with authorities, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so what you're doing, you're a prosecutor, right? And uh, okay, you're trying to you're trying to put a, a case together, and you're trying, to, you're trying to close this case and put some people away and fill some quotas and put some numbers on the board for your precinct or for the fucking whoever. All right, so you get one of these dudes, Takashi, in this case, to, to cooperate, to rat on his people, mm-hmm. and now you're going to be able to lock up these guys. But he was, why was he in your custody in the first place? Oh, you're charging him with a crime. So he's committed some crimes. You actually know he committed crimes. You don't mm-hmm. know these other guys do, but you know he did. Mm-hmm. So you're letting the guy go or reducing, severely reducing his sentence that you know committed a crime because he's going to help you put away other criminals. Seems like police ain't really doing police work. Right, it's, it's it's relying on these ridiculous deals. I mean, this is a mild thing, man. You see this with big time gangsters, murders. Yeah, Sammy the Bull murdered people. Murders. The, he's out smoking crack right now in Arizona. Yeah, but he, he smokes crack. <laughs> yeah, Sammy the Bull I mean, smoked crack. Like, him and his but, family yeah, still. Wait, are you serious? He smoked crack. Yeah. Is that a joke? He was yeah. selling ecstasy yeah. when he got out. He was selling ecstasy to kids. He got popped for for ecstasy yeah. uh, Sammy distribution after Sammy the Bull. I mean, and so he was smoking rocks. Allegedly killed 30 people. You know, did four years after after killing that many people. Flipped. And that's another thing. And people, you know, oh, he's, he's a gangster. He's just like, nah, he's not, man. You're right, dude. End of the day, you tell you're right. You know, there's no gangster. All that stuff that you, you were labeled before is off the table, man. You're just a rat. It's crazy, man. That that always bothered me about the way that the police use that as a way to crack cases. And like the invention of the RICO charge and things like that made it, it easier. They've always had 
people cooperating and deals would be cut. I get it. That makes sense too if I'm a prosecutor or some shit. But the way it goes down now is like you're letting off someone you know has killed multiple people. Yeah. What what about the families of dead people? Just so you can lock up some other dudes yeah. off his word, not you doing any yeah. police work. You didn't have to surveil. You didn't even. And dude, it's if you was a cop, it must be the easiest time to be a cop because now you can just tap anybody's everything, mm -hmm. technology and Patriot Acts. Oh, yeah. So it's the easiest time to actually do police work. Yet you're still relying on the cooperation of a person who's essentially who's got a reputation that's shit because you're already saying this guy's a criminal to a serious degree. So why does this word all of a sudden matter? I don't know. Kevin Gates, actually, the rapper Kevin Gates just touched on that, man. He did an interview when he's talking about that. Just, Kevin Gates? Yeah, Kevin Gates. He's a G, man. Yeah, no, he's done, he's done mad shit. time. He's done, done, his, done his time, his charges, man. I like he's some of his He's a straight music. gangster, man. Yeah, he's a talented rapper, but he was touching upon that subject. Just just saying, man, these police aren't doing police work anymore. They're just relying on these, like I said, these informants that who knows who they are. Half these people are just trying to save their own ass, so they're going to tell you whatever they want to tell you, whatever you want to hear. Yep, so it's true, man. It's he's, he's just like he's like, yo, if you catch me doing police work, yeah, all is fair right there. I'll do my time. It's like you just going to these people that are just telling you lies, yeah, man, dude, nonstop. It's lazy, and you, you know, man. You're basing your your case off of that. It's yeah. sad. That's lazy shit. That's why man. I gotta get a good lawyer though, man. Pick, pick through that bullshit. <laughs> yo, man. man. Hey, hey, I'm not no nobody on damaged goods, whether it's myself or the guests, advocate for any criminal activity. But whatever you do in life, even if you're a straight, normal, legit businessman running a t-shirt company or tormenting or bodyguarding or you sell coffee, you should take money and always set it aside for a rainy day. Now, what that rainy day might be might be an extreme legal situation, man. Legal counsel is expensive. I've spent a lot of money on my own. I've had family members spend life-changing amounts of money on their own and it's not always because you committed a crime you could be a regular citizen and some shit can happen and now you might be in a legal matter or it might, might be a business thing you might have to go to court over mm -hmm. over trademarking or some shit yeah. you want to invest in that because a public pretender public defender man <laughs> unless they get real lucky and they got a shitty da or they really love you you can't expect that or even cheap lawyer you don't go cheap on your tattoos, your uh, drugs, and your lawyers. Yeah, real talk. <laughs> yeah. None yeah. of those things yeah. should be cheap. You nope. want the discount tattoo, it's going to look like yeah. shit. You want the discount <laughs> drugs, you might die. The discount lawyer, you're going away for a few. Hey, you get what you pay for, but in life. Yeah, it's, man. You know. It's true. Or bodyguards. If you need bodyguards, yeah. don't get hire Big money. C. Don't fucking slack and hey, go cheap, man. You don't get, get the $10 an hour bonds. Don't get the guy smoking bar. weed. He, he's, yeah. he ain't going to do <laughs> damn thing. He's no too high, and he's going to be like, oh, man, it's cool, man. Hey. Chris is scary. He's got a scary beard. <laughs> yeah, we got to touch on that Rico thing, man, on our page. It's something we want to talk about a little bit, kind of just yeah. to educate the youth about that, the Rico Max. I don't think you? a lot of people really know about I mean, that. And just... you, you, if you listen to rap music, you probably heard a lot of MCs mention it. You, if you read news, people have, but for those who don't know, you want to share a little bit about what that is? Yeah, it's basically, man, if you're part of a, a criminal organization, you're going to be charged uh, for, for crimes that people in your organization have committed, man, so... You know, say, uh, you know, a friend's a, a pimp, the other one's a drug dealer, the other one's a murderer. You know, you're all getting charged. If your boy murders five people, you're all getting charged with that murder charge, man. That's how they get these people to flip. You know, they, they go in and say, all right, your boy murdered five people. You're part of the same organization. You're getting charged for those five murders. You're sitting on the table, but I don't murder nobody. And that's how they get people to flip. And they're like, all right, yeah. well, you're going to do life. Well, I didn't do that. I didn't do that crime. Well, listen, you better start telling her you, you're getting charged with that crime. And that's yeah. basically how that Rico breaks down, and that's how they get these guys to flip. I mean, they, they apply Rico to everything. Street yeah, gangs, dude. mob stuff. It's not just the mafia, but it's like street gangs. Yeah. It's everything, man. If it's, they can prove three or more people are involved, it's proven a criminal conspiracy, and all it takes for a conspiracy is three or more people. Yeah. So if the three of you and your two best friends are doing certain things, and like you said, one of your best friends gets popped selling weed even, dude, yeah. and they can see that, you know, you if they can connect the dots at all, they can charge everyone the same crime, which is a way they bring down bosses and, and people yeah. in charge. That was their whole idea, I think, with this to topple from the top down. But it opens... It opens the realm of possibilities of what they can charge you with and how they can just blanketly charge a lot of people with it. 
Um, and it's a crazy one. I mean, I've had family members been hit with things like that, and it's an intense one because, yeah. I mean, you got to really have your ducks in order defense-wise to deal with that because it's just, it's like, it's not about catching you red-handed. It's proven that you have communication with another guy who, who has communication with another guy that did something wrong yeah. that they know about. Like I said, that's how they get people to flip, man, so easily nowadays, too. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. It's... It's a wild thing. It's, I, a, it's a different day and age, though. Back in the days, man, you, you would rarely hear about anybody flipping. Even when we were coming up when we were young, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't hear about mad, mad people telling each other. Now it's just become it's like an accepted thing in society, man. It's like these kids rat. And even with going back to the hip-hop stuff, these kids rat or they commit these crimes and people just accept them. They still embrace them. They still love them. You know, it's yeah. you get out and started doing music. People still support them, I'm sure, these days. You know, they probably still buy music, these kids. Yeah, now, man. You know, so. yeah. I mean, and like when you're on the road, man, when you're like with these artists that you guys are with, like... Things can happen out there where, you know, especially like if you're being a bodyguard, the, 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 the line must be so easy to blur about what you can do that's in the, the realm of just and, and doing your job. And then like, what, can somebody sue you? No, this motherfucker stomped my arm. Well, I stomped the arm of a guy who was trying to grab up uh, my Billy Joe at yeah, our man. singer guy or whatever. I, I had it happen, man. I got arrested with a client years ago and, uh, you know, I sat in jail for a couple of days with him and. With the, the client, the artist the client, as well? We both, we both got arrested. The kid said, you know, we both punched him in the same spot in, in the face. It was just a, it was a bunch of BS. But long story short, I mean, it's... <laughs> you know this is a real podcast when guys can't finish their sentences. Yeah, I don't want anybody implicating themselves. Nah, I was just, I'm like, where is he going to go with I know, this right yeah, now? I was going to try to just to, to, to basically not, not name names. But yeah, I mean, long story short, I incriminate myself. But uh, yeah, long story short, I mean... We got locked up. We did some time in a joint, and, and we got out, and the kid sued us. The kid sued us for for three million dollars. Jesus Christ! You know, and, and my client ended up settling. So I was just trying to think, well, wait. Oh <laughs> yeah, damn dude. This yeah, way. I wouldn't. Be Yo, Chris, incriminate it, myself. Oh, it's man. kind of an honor to say you've been sued for one point five million dollars. So have you ever been sued, Mick? I've, we just had a. Oh, I was joking. I, I, I was hoping you were going to say no. no. Had, I had a similar thing on on one of my tours that we just we, we just went through. I don't want to disclose the artist or anything, but you know, altercation, fight the crowd, and me, the artist, and a couple guys, and 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 this guy runs goes right out the venue door and straight to the police and starts saying, this guy hit me and this guy hit me. And, and it ended up getting picked up by the DA. Luckily, it was dropped, you know, and, and the guy was facing, you know, some guys. It's all about money. Everybody yeah. wants money. Yeah, you know, that's what it, that's what it God, And that's like, guys, kind of goes back to that responsibility thing we were take, talking about. It's like, man, if you get in a fight, now, if you get jumped, someone's, that, I get it. You weren't asking for shit and maybe you can sue or whatever. But if you are engaging in a fight, you're antagonizing for a fight, and then you want out. Like, I have a good friend of mine from, from back home. Um, him and another kid back home got jumped by four dudes, four on two. They got jumped, a surprise attack by more than the number of people they were. And my boy and the other dude ended up fucking these dudes up, and one kid in particular, they put in like, not a coma, he came up a few days later, but he was out. A little bit slow. Yeah, but he was out for a few days and whatever, and so anyway, this dude charges, and my boy and this dude, you know, they get shot foot, which in Massachusetts, is, is a, it's kicking somebody when they're down, it's a yeah. deadly weapon, assault with a deadly weapon, yeah. yeah. So they go, they, they're felons, so they go to, they do prison time, 
and uh, they they're felons now, and and that, and and look, it's like yeah, nobody should be putting nobody in a coma, but this dude who went in the coma was part of three other dudes yeah. that would jump yeah. some guys. Yeah. So like, how are you gonna do some shit and then be like, whoa, 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 no, 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 I don't want to. That's like you ain't taking responsibility for yourself. Man. That's like robbing someone's house, and you break in and, and you get fucking shot, and then you sue the homeowner. Well, and, what are you doing in my fucking house? And there there was a case <laughs> years ago, dude. There was some shit in years ago. Like I don't know what state it was. Some dude was trying to break in a house and he fell through a skylight or some shit or something on the roof and he sued and won. Now he hadn't he hadn't broken in yet technically. He hadn't stolen nothing. He's scaling the fucking roof of your wall like a goddamn ninja at midnight. It's like he really up to no good but he falls through. He sues and he fucking wins, dude. Yeah. So just Crazy. just know that if somebody breaks in your house you fucking kill him. You know, give him a reason to But you got to be <laughs> careful, dude. That's different in every state though, you know? Like yeah. if you're in the south like in Georgia, you can shoot you can shoot from your car, from your car, an extension yeah. of your house and you're good. Massachusetts not the case. No. Fucking ridiculous! That you're supposed to leave the premise. I'm gonna run out of my fucking yeah. house. Yeah, end of the day, man. You I'm, can still do time for defending uh, yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. on I'd your property. Something like that. It's like yo, you'd rather be judged by twelve than care by seven. Yeah, man. You got somebody breaking your house to hurt you or your family. Yeah, your God man. forbid. You're catching, you're catching it. That's, that's it. I'm, I'm sorry. And yeah, you have to. Yeah, I got go a daughter. To or yeah, yeah, you got a young daughter. I'm killing you. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I mean, dude, how would you expect any human to react otherwise? You, you know, people who underestimate their survival instincts. I think people get scared, think they wouldn't do. I think if you were, when you're really pressed to life and death, you you'll be amazed at what you're capable of and willing to do for survival, yeah. right? And uh, like you got somebody coming into your fucking house in the middle of the night, you got a young daughter, you got your wife, you got your kid, whatever, you're alone. Fuck that shit, dude. Your instinct is going to be to defend yourself. Maybe run afterwards, but you're not. Not if you are armed and you know that it's, if I don't do this, they're going to do this first. They're not coming into your house with good intentions. I mean, Hell no. Day, so it's, you yeah. got to defend yourself, your family. And it's true, that's man. What it is. It's fucking, I mean, have you ever like... Okay, you don't got to air nobody out. Like on tour, right? You know, usually the artist doesn't want to, it's not good for the artist to engage in any trauma for, for legal reasons, as we were just discussing. Also, they don't want to get injured, hurt. What if you got to like play motherfucking guitar? You ain't playing guitar with swollen knuckles, mm -hmm. all kinds of things. So generally, a gentleman like in your, uh, in your boat seat would, would, you know, kind of be acting in a, in, a, in a role to keep them from doing that. Have you ever seen any artists on either end of yours like, who want to get their hands dirty or her just old-fashioned, haven't grown out, don't know that they're rich and famous? You don't have to say to artists, but I mean, like, have you ever seen it? Uh, yeah, I think, honestly, we, we, you know, him and I have talked over the years, man, and just laughed and told war stories, man. Yeah, I've, I know I've seen it myself. No? Because you want to yeah, tell me the names. Yeah, you don't have to. Well, I mean, I was with Marilyn Manson for years. You know, and and uh, he he didn't carry security. You know, the time that Manson doesn't him. have security. Manson doesn't have security. You know, and 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 it, it's it was that weird time where it's like I kind of doubled his tour manager and security. Hey. He had an assistant, but you know he would go in the crowd every night and in, in, in the bear he'd jump off stage and go in the barricade and it was like me his assistant the stage manager would come out and Jesus. we'd try to police these people and he would do a walk from stage to the barricade to the front of house. Oh, I heard about through, this through ten thousand people, and and he's got no security. <laughs> you it's know what I mean? So nasty. it's me and two other guys trying to clear a way to front a house for him to do this kind of stuff. You know, and he's he thinks it's fun. He likes to see people move and shake. Yeah, I gotta go. imagine it's a rush too. Like you know that all these people fucking love you and worship you, and now you're there's no barricade, there's nothing stage separating but still, there's you. Still, there's got to be one some guy. You know, oh, psycho! Three shows into it. We're opening for Slipknot, and this one guy is like, fuck you, Manson, and punches him in the face. And what, what? What are you going to do? 
You're in a crowd with 10,000 people, you know? I Wait, wait. We, we were playing. <laughs> God. That was, how, okay. So, like, where was Marilyn Manson? Where was this fucking lucky punch dude? Where I mean, was, he was like. <laughs> it's you know, not it was, funny, but it's funny. It, it, it was a railing. He, like, reached over the rail. There was no way we could hey, have gotten to the guy. Book, you know, just, just one of those, like, hey, hey man, you want to go out in the crowd with all these Did people? he land a shot on him? Oh, yeah. He, he Damn, you know, Manson's just kind of, nah, whatever. You know, later, he's like, I want that guy. Find him. I'm like, yeah, whatever. He's gone. You know? That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but think about it. You comical, put yourself in that But you put yourself in that situation. Yeah, man. Back, Damn it. I mean, you just got to look at all these other famous musicians who had psycho ass, killer ass yeah. motherfuckers. Someone's going to John Lennon your ass up yeah. or some shit, dude. I mean, know? I almost lost my eye in Chicago. Oh, no, we no were, eye We were stuff. playing a, one of the big Chicago mm. shows, 80,000 people. He jumps out in the crowd and we Duh. start getting overwhelmed. And I put him behind me and I'm pushing people back. And this guy jumps over the top, and sticks his finger in my eye. I, I had to wear a patch for like two weeks. Yeah. I still can't see out of Nick, his eye. Yeah. This is just recently? No, this was years two ago. fucking years ago. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I was going to make a slick Rick joke, but that's not funny, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> a, slick, I, a slick Mick joke? Oh, <laughs> slick oh. Mick the ruler. Damn. Chris is swift. Chris is quick because he's from Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Big C. Yo, I'm sorry, dude. That's terrible. Eye and ear shit freaks me out. So, like, yeah. I want to hug you right now. That feels terrible, dog. <laughs> Dirty finger in my eye. That's fuck. Oh, man. Shit, man. The way technology's going, they're going to have a robot eye for you soon, bro. Yeah, great. Get you a robot eye throat and he's gonna need robot ears Everything. robot throat what you got cancer smoking too much weed uh, like gaudy i want i want a robot like like left shoulder and maybe my knees yeah. my knees be cracking dude i'll take the same man yeah my head, cut it off put it on a whole new body that's you know the tour life if you, if you heard everything that's wrong with him oh, oh man God. you got a slip disc or something uh man, yo you know i had the, the back surgeries i, I was joking jesus christ yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry bro <laughs> Yeah, man. Flying and, 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 and riding yeah. on like trains you know, and buses, buses, tour buses. Man. Some little bunks. You're a, you're a tall guy. Yo, you know, dude, I just, I see, I don't know how you make it. I just make it. I, I could just lay down flat and straighten out all the way in my bunk without having to fold, but yeah, you must, you got to like. Yeah. I got the pillow tucked up on one thing, my neck's all kink, my feet are touching the other side, hanging off the bus. Oh, like. you know like Europe buses where like you can't stand up straight on them uh, anywhere horrible. except for like on the stairs going up, so you just, I, I came back from this tour and my my lower back, I like three shows out, it was Sweden or some shit, I'm in the gym, I wasn't even, I was able to pick a, a strap up, I didn't even lift a weight yet. Oh! Got that pinch, uh, fucking gym's over. Mm. Going to lay on the floor of my hotel room and do that. I thank God someone else on the tour had these 800 milligram ibuprofens because I was not going to do my job and I ain't trying to get sent home with a week left, nah, you know? But dude, it's it's tough, man, as you get older. Um, I've been trying to do so much extra shit to keep my body operating good because you, in your mind you still want to be 29 physically i know i don't look 29 but i feel it inside mm -hmm. and and but my body's like man everybody thinks like i was saying earlier that it's, it's fun and games and it's glitz and glam i mean yeah it's nice you stay in nice hotels and yeah some of these buses are nice but it's just like you don't realize you're on a bus with the 10 or 12 other dudes it's almost like being in a, in, in a joint almost you know what i'm saying yeah it's man like, it's like every, everybody's got different mannerisms sharing and stuff, you know sometimes you get a crew that everybody's respectful of each other's uh you know space and you get on other tours where these people just you know you put a Dirty. drink in the fridge and you, you put your name on it. They drink it's gone. Drink and they just, smell. Yeah, they I, I always bring little shower. sprays, dude. I'll be spraying in yeah. other motherfuckers' bunks. You ain't gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna yeah. be like Batman, vigilante scent man. I that, come that, through, clean your bunk up. Life. It's a grind, man. Like I said, people don't realize. I think it's just you know it's easy and it's just you know it's luxury and it's comfort. And it's not. Yeah, grass is always greener. Yeah. It's, it's just it's fun, but it wears on you. But it's <laughs> it, it's kind of cool for you guys. I think like you get to come, you get to do that shit. 
and you get to get the good things out of it. And then when it's like, ah, I want to go home, fucking done. When you come home, you get to kind of jump into your shit, you know, and just get mm. like so having something that you create, I think makes, I don't know, makes for so much self-gratification. You're so much passionate about it. You work hard all hours of the night. Like, I want to come hang out in your warehouse. It's so cool over there. And I don't even work for the company. But I mean, just like you could stay in there and just do shit all night if yeah. you want, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, I... I I'm there sometimes eight to eight, you know, it just depends on orders and what's going on. But, you know, it's, we've carved out a little home in there. It's, it's nice to, it's nice to, to, to be there and hang out and, and, uh, and do things, you know. A creative space like that where yeah. you're like, oh, you get in a fight with your girl. You don't want to be in the house because it's making you feel too lazy. Yeah. Or you get in a fight with your girl or whatever it is. Yeah. No. No, <laughs> See, I said it twice. Or you get in a fight with your girl. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah. it's nice to have that though. Like yeah. you said, it's to, to get away and go in there yeah, and brainstorm. Like you know, we go in the office, we get the wallboard set up there, all the, all the stuff uh, we're going to drop and yeah. different products we, we plan on releasing. And, you know, it's it, it fosters kind of like a creative environment where I feel it probably helps make more ideas come to work because you guys are there. So I seen something on your uh, on your Instagram today, which uh, tell everybody your Instagram. I'm gonna have it in the thing anyway. It's, but it's Omerta M I A O M E R T A M I A Made correct. in America. Make sure. See, you know what? I oh. thought it was for missing in action. You that, motherfuckers, dirty Vic, you sly motherfuckers. It works. It works. It works. It plays yeah. all both. Yeah, see, I was being presumptuous. That is intelligent. I like. So I seen something on your Instagram today. I don't know how much y'all could talk about it. You said something about Omerta magazine coming soon. Yeah, can we talk uh, about that? Of course, yeah. I would love to talk about it. Please, uh, you know we've we've done a we've done the brand started five you know just shy of five years ago, and we were just doing history posts. We were talking about the history of gangsters and 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 mafia and and, and different things, and uh, uh, it turned into a clothing brand. We knew one day that's what it would be. Oh, really? So you guys were just making posts before that, and then we we. We came up with the concept and we're like, well, we can't just drop a shirt tomorrow with no nobody invested in what we're doing. Let's create a fan base and, and start working off of something. And you know, then so, you had a so we did an Instagram for about uh, three months yeah. before we actually came out with a product. But we, you know, drummed up about a thousand followers and people were into what we were doing. And then we went, bam, this we're doing shirts, you know. Um, that's so, fucking. That's smart, dude. I, you know, that's if you nice, want to start a clothing line tomorrow, yeah, yeah. you got your personal page, yeah. you got the podcast page, yeah. but no one knows what. Your yeah. brand is, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, so you have to you have to create something, you know. So, but you know, so back to the the, the magazine. Uh, some people's attention spans are so quick. Some people like to read. Some people don't, you know. And some of our posts will do this great article on, yeah. you know, today was Jake Lamata. I uh, love your posts, by the way. Those ones are so much yeah, fun. Thank you. So you know, we we come up with a concept, we write the article, and we put it out, and nobody likes it. But some people really enjoy it. So we want to do a magazine that's kind of a, a an arm of, of this to go in depth on some of the things that we enjoy to write about, to talk, you know, do some interviews with someone like yourself or, you know, whomever, do, do different, something extra, yeah. you know, for the people who do crack books open. And it's going to contain know? a lot of like stuff about old time mobsters and crime yeah, stuff. Everything, oh, you know, so this was an intro to, I just wrote a, probably a six page article on Jake LaMotta and his fights with, you know, he fought yeah. Sugar Ray six times, you know. I didn't know, I went for some reason that they only fought twice. Yeah. But that's crazy. Um, Jake LaMotta, for you uh, uninformed listeners, you can see portrayed by De Niro and Raging Bull. Yeah. Great uh, example of method acting. Um, a lot of the boxing man tied him with a mob too, man. You yeah. know, mob well, got the hands in a it's lot of It's the most corrupt sport of all time. Yeah, yeah. It's an easy one to fix, completely easier than other sports. And so obviously, you know, the mob, any chance of money to be made, people are going to get their hands. Like mm -hmm. Whitey Bulger took over that highlight shit. I remember 
driving by Hartford and shit because Connecticut and Florida were the only states where highlight was legal yeah. to gamble. Yeah. And in Hartford, you could see it from 91, the highway. You drive, they had the highlight uh, stadium, mm-hmm. or I don't yep. know what the fuck it's called. They had the guy's fucking highlight glove. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, what is, what, money get big because it's, it's such le- a crazy sport. That it's is. legal betting, yeah, right? Yeah. So like, Whitey Bulger was like, you know what? Let me get a piece of that. Like yeah. horse racing, yeah. dog racing. Stuff, you know, have you, either of you guys ever been to a cockfight? The chicken kind, the cock chicken fight, like a Mexico style? I no. I know, I, yeah, yeah, I would go to one. I know people think I'm a sick, twisted man for this. I'm, no, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, look, I eat meat and I wear leather too, so whatever. But I, w- I would go in Mexico. I'd throw money on it just once. Yeah. That sounds fucked up. Be interesting. Big down I, would, I wouldn't want to do a dog fight. I like yeah, dogs yeah, of course. Much, I like dogs too. I don't really want to see As long as we can eat the chickens afterwards. Dude, no, and yes, yes, I think you should have to eat the fucking yeah, chickens. Because yeah. look, if you, you, you know how you ate a chicken in the first place? Someone killed it, right? So uh-huh. you killed it, eat it. So if they are going to fight and then die, I know it sounds cruel. You're making them fight each other. Um, do they fight each other in their natural habitat? Maybe I'm reading. I I might be reading. I can already see the. I can already see the. Whatever. I can already see the letter from Peta tomorrow. Oh, dude, Peta's coming. (laughs) If you see Jake the Snake assassinated on the road, if I get Kennedyed out, it's not a conspiracy. It was fucking. Peter, yeah. um, I think I, you know. I used to hear hear rumors. They put the, the little razor blades on the end of their uh, their oh, claws. See now, you know so what? Can, you know, now I'm rethinking this whole cockfight thing on yeah. the air. Listeners, you're hearing me surely change into a humble man. I'm going through the whole metamorphosis because I now that I got razor blades in their hand, that's fucked up. Yeah. That's fucked whether or not it's true or not, I don't know. But I've always heard a little rumor yeah. like that. They, that's fucked somehow. up. Yeah, no, no cockfights in 2019. <laughs> no Let, yeah, ever. No, yeah, ever. Unless you're going to eat them, I guess. I don't know. You guys eat them when you eat? I know you're not vegan. You vegan? No. You just got to ask. It's Los Angeles, dude. Uh, yeah. I know it really no. is, right? Yeah, you got to My fiance is kind of just because she has so many allergies and stomach issues. It's, yeah, it's not of, by choice. It's just yeah, yeah. there's so much chemicals and shit and fucking food these Dude, days. Dude, I mean, look, know? man. I'm lactose intolerant, but that's not by choice. Yeah. I would love oh, some ice cream. I would love... Um, like a creamy pasta sauce. Yeah. That sounds really good, but Fresh it's mozzarella. fucking be fart like a city, fucking, dude. Yeah, yeah. gas chamber city. here. Feels yeah. like I get stabbed in the rib cage. Yeah. You know, so I get it. Sometimes you yeah. can't. You gotta clean up your act a little <laughs> bit. You know what's always interesting to me when, like, you know, people always assume like, you know, like, like mob life and criminals and shit. Like, yeah, they drink fancy liquors and they party and stuff and they do drugs and yes, a lot of them. But I always admired the ones. They like were dead sober, or clean. Not not necessarily like I I admired about Whitey Bulger that he was a fitness freak and didn't drink or smoke. Or like there's a lot of other mobsters who will go by those kind of like rigid um, guidelines, and it's always impressive to me because I would imagine if I was like the head of a large criminal enterprise and I had to keep my wits about me so sharp. It's like running a legal corporate business, but yet you also have to watch out for bad guys mm-hmm. and, yeah. and cops. Okay. So. I would want to be clear-headed. I wouldn't want to be getting drunk, fucked up, and doing mm-hmm. drugs and shit. I mean, you have to be in that, in that you know, profession, quote-unquote, or that, that lifestyle, man. You have to. You have to always be on point. Because you know your friends, man. You don't know if your friends will turn the enemy the next yeah. day. You look at, it like, just, the, the Castellano Gotti, man. I mean, uh, yeah. Gotti one whacked, it, whacked his boss, man. You know what I mean? I'm sure Castellano was, was never expecting that type of betrayal, you know? Mm-hmm. It's happened. It's happened in, throughout the history of the mob, you know? It's not yeah. just that one example. A lot of people always revert to that Anastasia, example, but you know? it's yep. happened so many times, man, that, you know, these bosses get whacked by the people that they consider close to them. Yeah, man. Who's who's one of your favorite, Mick, who's one of your favorite um, crime figures of all time? Oh, and God. then we're going to do you next, Big C. This is fun. This is a you bunch know, of boys I, nerding out right now. I could pick a hundred, you know. Pick somebody I, you like I, today. I really like Bugsy Siegel. I love, I love Vegas. Mm-hmm. I love what he created and how he didn't get to see it executed. You yeah, know, that's true. it's, kind it's, of a it's like such a fucked up story. This guy, 
you know, goes, has a dream, thinks about something, borrows the money, makes it, and right, you know, it, it, it opens, it's a flop, and before it really becomes successful, they, they kill this guy, you know, and look at fucking Vegas today. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, that's nice. That's an interesting one. I didn't see you picking Bugsy Siegel. Yeah. That's a good one. I like Bugsy. Do you think that he's ever been portrayed well in the films? Because he's been in about, like, he, they've featured him in about two or three different movies, I think. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't think of one I'm of the mad movies. snobby with movies, so that's why I always thought. I wanted to ask that as a follow-up question. Yeah. Um, Who, Warren Beatty played him in the Bugsy movie, and then in that shitty movie Mobsters with Christian Slater and these guys, that, that was like all those dudes, but I forget who yeah. played Bugsy. It was probably some known I haven't person. even seen Boardwalk Empire. Everybody says yeah. I it's a good. That. It's good. I mean, you he's know? like the, the character that of... Benjamin Bugsy Siegel in that is like young. He's young as mm -hmm. fuck in that. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I mean, they're all like Luciano's young. Yeah. Boardwalk yeah. Empire is great. The first three seasons were, how many, was it four, five? I got two episodes into oh. it and I started to fall asleep. Oh, I, just, wow. I couldn't do it. Yeah. It's, I thought the first three seasons were good because yeah. it implements a lot of real life crime figures that I like know about and mm -hmm. then some fictitious ones. But the problem is the real ones is like, I know how that guy's life ends. So right. I, already, I already know they can Spoiler only go alert. so far with that. <laughs> yeah. Big C, who's our favorite crime figure of yours of all time? I mean, off the top of my head, I would have to say, you know, Carlo Gambino, man. Mm. Gambino just, he was a boss of boss of bosses, man. He, you know, he moved under the radar, stayed silent, very, lived a very, very humble life. You know, wasn't, wasn't flashy with it. Just a, the last of like kind of the old school, old school mobsters, old school gangster mentality. You know, he ran his crew, was fair with his guys. Yeah. Very well respected and very, very powerful man, you know. Was. Behind the scenes. And he just, like I said, he laid low and stayed humble. Yeah. And like I said, I appreciate it. you see all these kids nowadays. I mean, you see egos, and that, that that's the stuff that gets you hemmed up, man. These people with the big egos, and they're always flashing, and the, the fancy cars and the suits, you know, that's part of the lifestyle. But that's the stuff that also brings the attention to you, you mm. know, through the FBI. Yeah. So somebody that can live under the radar like that and make, you know, at the time, back in the days, they were making millions and millions and millions of dollars, which today is probably in the hundreds of millions. And, you know, he just, just lived in a modest house. Oh. The modest car. Yeah, I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> You'd be all flashy, big diamond ring, yeah. big fucking fur on, the big, on, the big yeah, hat. I like that. I'd party with you, dude. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah man, I ran a, I ran a strip club in Boston for 10, 11 years, yeah, man. Yeah. And you know, you, you would see guys of come course. in law enforcement, they would just sit and watch who spend the money. And these yeah. kids are it's making easy. it rain. It's just, it's so easy to spot yeah. these people nowadays. Yeah. And it's like, you're sure. ratting on yourself, man. I mean, it's just that, that's the thing. And then you got social media and the cell phones, and these kids are ratting on themselves. They, they're they're oh, recording yeah. crimes, the crimes that the boys are doing, and then they're putting it on social media platforms and the, the cops are watching that don't don't be naive to that shit you know it's I like saw, i saw one of one of our mutual friends the other day post a picture inside one of our other friends grow houses <laughs> yo i see people do that i'm like yo, you're wild I mean, you know this was before it was like super legal. it was wild. probably about a year ago it was yeah. before it's very legal but it's like what the fuck are even you if doing? it's not yeah. about the, the authority tag, tagging the location yeah, 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 the yeah. on it. <laughs> my friend's grow house boop, boop, drop a pin you're setting <laughs> you're setting them up for not only, it's not even just about the authorities like you could be a stick-up kid or, oh, or, or yeah. robert now you know that okay this guy's got something you're just yeah. no but you wouldn't want anyone to know about that nah. like, but people are dumb you wouldn't even bring a goddamn smartphone in because that shit's a recording device exactly your tracking device those things aren't even allowed yeah. well it's just like touring it's like you, you know, know you could be doing your vip thing yeah. staying at the hotel with slayer yeah. and then you post a selfie in front of your window and say then i'm at i'm at the fucking the hilton and then the whole everyone's there to go oh the band's and, here and then there's already gonna be crazies who are already gonna do their homework like that they're yeah. like detectives yeah. do we we flew from Norway to Finland, right? Not now the Slayer, they went their way, but Lamb of God, the band, 
and their crew and Great our guys. crew were all together mm. on the bus. So like we're with the band. We're, I mean, the plane. So we get off in fucking Finland. And no, I don't know how they don't have our flight information. Oh, somebody does. Yeah. And all these crazy Lamb of God fans were ready to go yep. waiting yep. for these motherfuckers. Yeah. I just picked well, up an artist and, Sunday morning. Let me cut you off. I picked up an artist at LAX Sunday morning at six in the morning. I was thinking, you know, I'm, I'm at the LAX and I'm looking around. I see a couple of potential fans. And by the time he came through that, uh, you know, the checkpoint customs, I mean, he got mobbed. He had 100 people came out of the woodworks. I don't know. They come out of the bathrooms, but behind the Starbucks counter, they just mobbed him out of nowhere. And it's just, you know, six in the morning at LAX. You know, the <laughs> airport's dead. You know, here, this kid comes from China and you just, just get mobbed up, you know? I mean, a lot of these older guys, they're creatures of habit. Yeah. You know, they think they're sneaky. You've been staying at the same fucking Ritz for 20 years. You That's don't true. think that if you're playing in Milwaukee, you're not going to be at the same fucking Iron Horse that you stay at it's every true. single it's time true. you're there. You That's a good I mean? point because usually you're playing at the same venues, so they put yeah. you in the same hotel yeah. in certain proximity. Yeah, yeah it's true. You're in the I'm, same I'm, fucking place. I'm talking you know? about now, like we were talking earlier, some, some of these bands that, that rap in the bus, I mean, him and I did a tour with a client, and they, you know, they wrapped the whole bus with, with the person's image. And yeah, here's my face on the side of the bus. That's a fucking bullseye, And you pull up to the hotel, and the bus is obviously being staged. In, in the same park lot as a hotel, so of course you're gonna attract attention. How are people they fighting see us here? Yeah, <laughs> even, even if you're not a fan, you know, somebody yeah. take a picture of it and post it online. All of a sudden, people, are, oh shit, that, yeah. that bus at this hotel, they must be yeah. staying there. Yeah. You wake up the next day and you got 100 people in the lobby, and you know, for you know somebody like me, that that's stressful. That's annoying, that's stressful. Or dude, if you're <laughs> for him as a TM, you know, just, if you're a cop, dude, now I know that that's a band of musicians, whether oh they're heavy metal or they're hip hop, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna bet money there's drugs on there. Let me find some probable cause. I guarantee you, there's. Dude, it's crazy, man. I just that's happened. How many times you hear about these bands getting pulled? Yeah, man. And then they find shit on there. And like, yo, we. I mean, when you cross the border checkpoints going into Canada or in Europe, when you're going over into different countries, there's like different procedures of border crossing. But uh, it's commonly known that you get rid of illegal shit. Like you can't go even if you're going into like Scandinavian countries with that have really tighter weed laws than coming from Germany or some shit like that. You get fucking shit out. You don't have a God forbid you don't have a gun, but you don't have cocaine, you don't have marijuana, you don't have pills on your fucking bus, dude. And you get rid of that shit because they're going to be checking for you. They're gunning for you. They're hoping that you're one of you is a fucking idiot. Yep. You know, they're coming on the bus. They do it every time. They bring the dogs out. They're with the Walk the bus, Bro. I'm on a bus. I've been in my bunk and had dudes, yep. you know, as soon as we walked in, come, come on with dogs, and you're not even getting an opportunity to get changed yet. And they're like, yo, off the bus right now, which they stop ripping through everything. You know? Dude. So like I said, they're looking for it. Some yeah. of these cops are so gun over there. Yeah, man. And they want to, you know, there's numbers to fill quotas. And we were we were in Europe and it wasn't even us, one of the support bands with us. Their bus, I don't, you know, we were going into whatever a country we're definitely don't want to have weed and shit. It was this ain't Amsterdam. I don't know what European country. But anyway, we all smart. We get our shit off, put it wherever you put it. Uh, and then this fucking support band was the support band and the crew on the same bus. They get pulled over. Fucking canines come on. Went right to one of my homies' bunk. Like they went right to his backpack. And the, what they all they find is like literally leftover debris of weed, enough to catch you a fat ticket in that country though. But now you got the canines up in there, and then they run up on another dude who actually has no marijuana, but his clothes reek of it from the previous night. And they're like, "Oh, word, you're getting strip searched. Come back there." And like, you're just gonna go through this crazy hassle. Maybe not gonna get in jail, but you can get fined or just get screwed over. But you can't be that dumb, dude. 
There's people out there. Though. I man, know, but they are. The crazy so thing many of them. So many stories was, come to mind. I was talking about back in the days. It's like these people that always party and always messed up like that. They, you know, they they bring that attention, man, and get everybody yeah. else hemmed up, man. I leave two ounces of cocaine in a trash can one time. <laughs> so much cocaine, dude. That's so much yeah, money. It was. Well, it started well, with three ounces. Yeah, it started with three ounces. <laughs> I can only ounce. do an ounce of that. <laughs> yo, it's like, yo, yeah, you you gotta like you're trying to get it done first, but that's different when it's like chain smoking weed when it's like the cannabis cup. That's a to chain blow cocaine that much <laughs> how did you get that close to the border and still have that much though yeah, well there's it's a long oh, story <laughs> i can't wait to we'll hear that'll be off air the good news is someone went and picked it up so it sick <laughs> oh yeah yeah i like your way you think that's called boss mind that's why stm right there yeah, yeah. <laughs> So they got him in there. That's why you'd be a good guy. You'd be a nice Bugsy Siegel of sorts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Jake the Snake's not. This isn't my favorite crime figure of all time, but today at least, I like. I was a fan of Mad Dog. Not a fan. I say I'm intrigued and interested by Mad Dog Sullivan, Joseph okay. Mad Dog Sullivan mm -hmm. from like Rockaway Queens, yep. Irish mobster, but he worked for the Gambinos. Yeah. He worked for a lot of people. He's a hitman. Yep. Gun for hire. He actually got contracted to kill. He killed Mickey Spillane. Or he shot, he killed some of the dudes who were for the Westies, yeah, yeah. which is an Irish mob in, in Hell's Kitchen, which yeah, is kind of funny because a lot of them were very upset that another Irishman would do that. But what I thought was so ill about this dude, he was a wild man. He would go on and off the wagon, drink it crazy out in Queens, just doing cowboy shit, which is typically associated with Irish mobsters. But anyway, he went, got sentenced to, I don't know what kind of case he, maybe it was a murder or something. He goes in prison. He's in Attica and he escaped from Attica, which is, I think, the only person to ever escape from Attica, which I'm always impressed by prison escapes. It's yeah, just fucking too. impressive, dude. A, yeah, yeah. Shawshank Redemption or to the most real, recent shit in Danamora. Anyway, this motherfucker escapes. He's on the lam for a few weeks and then they catch him in Rochester, New York, upstate, in his shootout with the cops. It's like some pretty G shit to go, I don't know, to go down with. I, that, that's, you know. Babyface Nelson was another yeah. man. He was a notorious bank robber back in the day. Yeah, yeah. He rolled with uh, Dillinger. And he hated cops, man. I mean, the day that he actually ended up dying, man, I mean, he was he was fleeing from Chicago, man, and he, you know, he's driving with his girlfriend, and they drove by some uh, some some feds, and he saw the feds, and instead of keep driving, he turned around, he had his girl turn around the car, and he went after the cops and started chasing the cops, and he just opened fire, started shooting at the <laughs> he cops. He killed man. more feds than anyone. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Then he got to a massive shootout. And, I mean, dude, with the, Purvis, the did that dude, uh, the guy who was hunting Dillinger and all them, did he get at him? Did he kill Bayfest Nelson? He, I don't believe he killed him, but I mean, yeah, his, squad. Ended up, his, his squad ended up, mm -hmm. yeah, just, just doing it. I mean, they blew a part of his leg, shot him in the stomach multiple times, and this girl basically left him to die on the side of the road. They left him on the side of the road in a ditch, put a blanket over him, and that's where they found him, man. But he went out with like a true G, but he hated cops, man. He would just turn around, like I said, start chasing the cops and shooting that I, guy, I, Tommy Gun style. I was reading about, like, during the 90s, uh, I think Giuliani had already became the mayor of New York after being a prosecutor. He basically became that because he prosecuted and put away the Westies. Yep. And like that was such a big case that he kind of got that backing to become mayor. Anyway, when he was mayor, he was fucking around with shit and like the, the Albanian mob in New York at the time, the Rudaj, Rudaj or some shit, I'm, I can't pronounce it, sorry. Uh, anyway, they like, allegedly there was like a multi-million dollar hit out on Giuliani and they were actually one, they worked with... Um, I think they work with the Gambinos as well, that yep. Benny Ma, but they were like, yo, they're like, down to take out the motherfucking mayor. It's pretty, man, it's pretty bad shit. But, I, mean, man, I mean, Giuliani, man, he put, he put a lot of people away. And the funny yeah. thing about Giuliani, he, he got family of, of, you know, ancestors, man, that, that were involved with organized crime. Yeah, he had relatives that were leg breakers for the mob and, you know, 
traces roots back that that's a funny thing and he, he's going after all these people man while, while his relatives are part of some dudes, of these organizations it's not the first time that, that you know like in other countries you hear about criminal organizations going after political figures in italy it's very common i mean shit yeah. you know you could say depending on where your your head lies with the conspiracy the jfk assassination that the mafia in america definitely had a heavy hand in that i think multiple interested parties mm -hmm. had a hand in it that what allows it to be successful but they definitely had vested interest in that happening but about Kennedy, I mean, his, his father supposedly, uh, you know, pro, prohibition. He, he was. He was a rum runner. That's where they get all the money. He was a rum runner. He wasn't a guy pulling triggers, but nah. he, you can't run illegal alcohol in prohibition times amongst the mess of these other gangsters and not have people doing certain things like that. He made, that's where they got all the money exactly. that fostered that family to have its uh, legacy yep. or what have you. A lot of people don't, don't realize that about the Kennedys. So. Yeah, and that's why the, the Sam Giancana and the, the mafia, and especially in, the, in um, Chicago and stuff, they expected... Joe Kennedy, the dad, to pull the reins off fucking Bobby yep. Kennedy to get him off the back of the mob. Exactly. And then they're like, yeah, he was also like, yo, my, my son's running for president. It's coming to be the closest election in the history of America. Yep. Uh, and it's coming down to Illinois, a very important state. And they swing the vote for fuck Kennedy there. Good. And then he was like, yo, so you better get your other son off my back. He couldn't do it. And then, you know, they go and clip the, the older brother. Yep. Sorry, sorry. We went down, I just went down like a yeah, rabbit no, hole. That's no, the way it's it went not, down. It's, it's not the rich. That's it's life. Yeah. <laughs> it's history. You know, it's just the way. Yeah. The way it goes. You know? Yeah, man. I'm too old for conspiracy theories, though. These weigh on my soul now, dude. I got too many gray hairs for that. But that's I the thing. It's a rabbit hole, boy. I, yeah. I wrapped up in some of that shit. I'm just three o'clock in the morning. I'm <laughs> like, dude. what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh man. There's so many crazy theories too. Then the, so the crazy thing is, some of them, you know, how. how a lot of them sound sound true, and it's just like it's not too far fetched. Yeah, man. a lot it's, of stuff they're saying. It's fun too. Like I, I like have a big imagination, so I like to do things that let my imagination exercise itself. Conspiracy theories, mm -hmm. or I'm sure if I like started my own clothing business, that's a great way I could apply my imagination in a healthier manner. Yeah. Designing quality garments, man. Yeah. So when can like when can like maybe we see some like uh, Omerta magazine shit like. How, how long do I gotta wait? Is my question. Hopefully not too long. I, I mean, we're we're working on some interviews now, and and uh, you know, I've, the first six pages are finished. We've got a comic book that we're strip that we're getting. Comic for. book? Yeah. Like 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 a like a um, like a comical one, or is it humor? No, it's not. I mean, no, it's not humor. It's it ties into what we do. You know, it's so like a graphic comic strip. Yeah, like a graphic novel. It's you know, it's it's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be cool. We're gonna have a lot of cool stuff coming out of this. Um, it's 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 just another way that it's another outlet that we can be creative in and, and get some some ideas out there. You know, I mean, you're sitting waiting to get your hair cut at a barber shop and you see that. You know, yeah. you don't want to look at Sports Illustrated. Everybody fucking hates the NFL right now. I want you to read something cool. That's yeah. a that's a smart um, thing you mentioned because it, that's a, a, one of the few times where I pick up things to read. Uh, is in the barbershop waiting, and like my barber keeps cool shit in there. He don't keep yeah, Sports yeah. Illustrated, yeah, I you know. Stay fresh with my hair. Yeah, you know, so. looking good, looking good. <laughs> Me not so much. I just let mine get nappy. I like yeah, it. Yeah. You look like you smoke a lot of weed. You look like how. You look yeah, like how I. I know. He goes and gets his things twisted. Yeah. You look like how I should look. I know, right? I get that all the time, man. He always smoke mad weed. I'm like, nah. No, I don't. I, that is, some people might be like, man, that big dude's probably a pussycat. He's chill. He got dreads. He's chill. Nope. <laughs> I just in my mind, I just pick a picture. See, like you picking a dude up from like the back of his shirt, like a cartoon, like just moving them. Come on, With, man. Come this way. Yeah. Shake him. Nah, fam, shaking them upside down for the quarters. I got everybody. That does impresses me, man. I love it. Yo, C's got a big ass hand too, man. You could palm a basketball. You could palm a bit. What's that on your um, palm? The tattoo on your palm? Uh, GFY, man. That's old school. Just go fuck yourself. <laughs> go in front of the judge, man. You got to raise your right hand. You know? God damn. <laughs> 
it's great. <laughs> animals. Yeah, it's hey, animals. Gotta laugh at yourself in life, well, man. Uh, it's so fun. When was the last time either of you got a tattoo? It's been a while for me. I've been getting the itch lately, and I've, I haven't gone in a while. I got tattooed last tour, last September or something. Oh, the, the ones just yeah. passed. Yeah, but oh. before that, it's been years. It's, it's fun getting them on the road, though. No, it's not. You don't like it? I like it. I hate getting tattoos. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan. Oh, I don't like getting tattoos, but I get them on the road like little souvenirs. Not, a, yeah. I don't get a fancy special one, just a simple joint. Yeah, I've done that before, but. I mean, tattoos in general, though, they do. I don't like it. It hurts. Yeah, it's I, people always it. think it's cool. Like I like it. Yeah. No, I've Doesn't never liked good? it. Bro. Yeah, it's like kittens. I've it's never liked it. I just like the the final product enough yeah. to suffer through this temporary pain. Mm -hmm. But I hate it, dude. Seven hours on your yeah. back or same chest people that love it. Same they they got a tattoo the size of a quarter. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Didn't hurt. It's like yeah, because it took three seconds. Yeah, you know? I've got it's like, like ten unfinished yeah. tattoos. Yeah, man. Go do a back <laughs> piece, dude. Yeah, dude. Back. <laughs> and the worst is like getting a big tattoo that you have to do. In multiple sessions, yeah. there's no way you're gonna man up for 24 hours. Your tattoo artist nah. can't do 24 hours, nah. so you got to go back, and that's the worst part. It's not done. You got to back, and it's. You know, I sat for seven hours one time. Some that's the, yeah, same here. That was the longest, and that was crazy. It hurts. I used to at one point when I was much younger, I put different things in my body sometimes when I was getting a tattoo, and the last I don't know seven, eight tattoos, more ten tattoos, probably nothing. Mm -hmm. I have because you know I don't like smoking weed before a tattoo. It actually makes me way yeah, more, more sensitive. sensitive. It hurts more. Oh, wow. uh, I knew people that used to take and I would take like these people give you like a Percocet or something to take. Mm -hmm. But that thins the blood which can make the tattoo not heal right. So even though that makes it awesome you don't feel a damn thing. Yeah, it's not good a for the tattoo. Session yeah. And it wears yeah. off after two or three hours. You start yeah. getting sensitive again on that. It's Dude, just like, a, you know. Yo, so check it out. I'm getting my tattoo, my back tattooed by my roommate at the time. He's a legendary graffiti artist in this crew, MSK. We're on, I think, the second session on my back. It was a long, long session. This is a long time ago. My, he was my roommate too. A long time ago when I would take Percocets mm. to do this. Don't do that. I highly recommend you just eat the pain. I ate some Percocets. And I've got a girl coming over later, this lady I'm seeing. I was going to, you know, we're going to have some drinks, chill out. We've hung out a few times. All right. But anyway, so I get the tattoo. It's my back. It's my whole back. All right. And I take the Percocets and I'm like, like a little loopy, like maybe it was too much. <laughs> so I'm tattoos done. My back is aching. It's still like drippy blood on the, on the, on the plastic. And I'm super fucking wavy from this. And I don't like opiates. And the homegirl comes over and we're chilling. And I think I drink a little, but I don't really want to drink too much to make it bleed. And I'm trying to straighten out, man. I'm fucking, I'm loopy. And so whatever, like fast forward some times and we're getting down to some sexy romantic times. And we're fucking, and this chick is digging her fuck. She knows I got a tattoo. She knows I got a tattoo. She's seen it. It's fucking like taped to my back, the plastic. And the, the Percocets have long gone. And these nails are in a fresh wound and there's inky blood on my bed. It was so fucking painful. At one point I just had to grab it with my hands like... Anywhere else, but not the fucking back. Dude. You see, do you see this blood? That's not yeah. blood of passion. That's tattoo. You know, I need another Percocet just for this bitch's yeah, nails. No. You one? No, no, no. I don't. <laughs> I'm done. I don't rock with those anymore. Too old, man. Why, you got some? <laughs> I do. I got oh, fucking, man, so many. I, I always steer clear of opiates probably because back home especially hits so hard. And I'm just... So many people dead for yeah. that. People I know are even even just recently as weeks ago, friends going finally checking in or family members getting getting intervened. Is that the word for intervention when they get yeah. intervented it on? Intervene so. Intervention yeah. done. You get intervented on, interventioned on, intervened on. And it's just like so crazy. And I just never had a real it never drew me in. I never really got the vibe out of it. I never really liked I honestly it made me itchy. I don't like that yeah. shit. Yeah. I don't like that shit. It's crazy, man. You go it's back not... to Boston now, and you just see, man. You see all these young kids on the streets, man. Just junkies, bro. You know, because 
They're buying pills for 30 a whack, man, and then they can't afford it. And then yeah, they're buying little sh- bags of heroin. Yeah, you know, the heroin junkies, man, it's just like that. That it, really it's took too, over our city. 80 man. for an 80 is so expensive when these kids are doing three, four, five a day. Yeah. So then you go get a little bag of heroin, and then you just start sniffing yeah. it. And then they start sniffing it, then they start shooting it. Yeah. Then they start shooting it in weird ass places. Yeah. And then they start shooting it, and then they fentanyl in there. Just be fucking knocking dudes down, yeah. man. God damn. Stay Crazy, away man. from that shit. How many people we lost, man, at young ages to that shit, man? Yeah, man. I've, I've been to funerals and. and Fucking just seeing people, even if they're not dead, they're dead. They're walking around like the walking dead, like zombies out there. Mm. It's crazy because in California, you don't really see the opiates hitting hard. It's more meth and yep. crack still is big, yeah. but meth is cheap as fuck. Mm. But see, like, I, I don't like meth. I've never done meth, so I really can't say it, but I got a feeling I don't like meth. Yeah. Um, but I like other uppers, you know <laughs> yep. what I'm saying? But so, but it's funny, it's like, oh, they're so different. Oh, you know, uppers and downers, opiates and shit like that. I mean, out here, like, uh, you know, heroin's so cheap in the East Coast, but out here, meth is the cheap one. So you got, instead of dudes walking around looking like zombie, like junkies, they look like tweakers, on, yeah, like oh, yeah. a little more, you got to watch them a little more. Heroin junkie, I ain't really worry about you. <laughs> now, tweaker junkie, fuck, man, you might have that tweaker strength on you, bro. Yep. So I got to watch your ass. And you're moving so fast. Uh, you're twitching, it's making me nervous. That PCP, you know, straight back in the days and angel dust man dudes get dusted and get that superman strength joe that back in the, bro, back bro, in the days Boston, i took my sats on four hours of sleep from doing pcp the night before and i, I got a 1060 it's not a great score i blame the pcp but uh <laughs> dude man we did pc i did pcp twice the two first times i did it i didn't know first time my boy put it in a blunt didn't tell me just like friday very cool surprise thanks buddy <laughs> and then the second time this is two years later there's these capsules it's a long story how my boy got these capsules of angel dust we didn't know it was angel dust but we're just really down to sniff and swallow capsules of drugs real <laughs> smart anyway we we're sniffing what would later we learn to be fucking angel dust and that was the shit i did for my sats there you go 1060 out of what 2400 I think it's sixteen hundred. Is it? That's not good though. I could have done better. I'm a smart kid. Don't do, don't kids, don't do yeah, these don't drugs, do drugs before school. Yeah, man. Look, you want to own a successful clothing line. You want to tour manage and safeguard the bodies of of your favorite musical artists, or just host a radio show and a podcast. That's don't not do drugs. True. We're morons. We didn't go to fucking college. Yeah, no, I'm not saying go to college. <laughs> just stay away from the school of hard knocks. Stay away from the drugs. Yeah, yeah, you look like you guys both graduated uh, yeah. something come loudy, uh, fucking <laughs> cap and gown style, dude. Yeah. High school, that was uh, it. I tried college. It didn't work out so great. You guys strike me as the type of gentleman who wouldn't work well in a, a, a restrictive setting such as... Uh, uh, well, I, I did it when I got out of the Marines. I had the GI Bill. So I was uh-huh. 23, 24 years old amongst 19, 20-year-olds. It was. And you had come from a place where you probably experienced way more yeah, than Iraq even some... Iraq Afghanistan. Yeah, any, <laughs> anybody you're even your age... I actually I had somebody on recently, a friend of mine. He he does music tour and he's a merch student. Uh-huh. He served two tours in Afghanistan recently. He's young. He's twenty seven. He's mm-hmm. younger, like you know, a lot younger than me. And so he was just you know talking about it, how easy it was to to transition into touring from the military mm-hmm. background. And a lot of a lot of people have shared that. Would you find that to be the case? Yeah, you know, it's a it's a, it's a you know the military is a routine. Touring is a routine. If you can get your routine down and you can have a little nuts to you and suck it the fuck up and work your day. I mean, you know, it's not uncommon to do an 18, 20 hour day and mm-hmm. then do four shows in a row. You know? God. So, I mean, it's not uncommon to sit up for 22 hours in a foxhole and not get killed. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's a pretty easy transition. Would, um, would you guys get drug tested in the Marines? Yeah. Not in the beginning when you join, but I mean on the reg, is it like, oh, you got to come drop piss, you, your I, color's yeah, pink. I mean, I, I usually after, you know, every every couple months you get what's called a 
a, a night that was 72 or something or a, a 96 where you get a couple days off. Usually after one of those, when you get three, four days off, they're so going they to piss test you. So like, did, is it like, I know, how to get, I know how to pass drug tests out here in this world. I don't know. Can you do that in there? No, because they... They watch. They watch the deck. They watch the whole thing. Because, oh, yeah. like, oh man, I I don't want to spoil. I got this this book. I'm f finishing up. I got a great thing. I don't want to spoil. But I've I've like you know I've never had to take a drug test where they look and watch the dick. But they you know they'll be outside and it's got to register a certain temperature. You know, so you gotta you gotta be creative in ways to keep this clean piss that you've got mm -hmm. if it's not yours warm but it can't get too warm yep. and it can't get too cold <laughs> exactly. and so you might have to wear your baggy slacks with your dress shirt and you yep. got things all inside your thigh and it's hot because it's been heated up mm -hmm. and it's fucking it's just a whole fun process <laughs> <laughs> or you could just not do drugs not do drugs, just not do drugs why, why is it it's fucked up they're like okay we're gonna give you guys these you marines that we're working like Dogs, presumably, for exhausting you. We'll give you a few days off. And then we're going to hit you with a drug test on the way back? Yeah. That's fucked up, man. Yep. You, you see, Uncle now Sam. if you get four days off, right? Uh -huh. So you can't smoke weed, duh. I don't think I'd want to be smoking weed if I was in the military. But you could do some drugs that first day only because three days that'll be out of your system. Allegedly. See? Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm all types of beating the system help over here. I got a, I, I went, uh, we, I was in North Carolina, we would go to Raleigh to like go to shows and stuff. And I remember the first time I ever saw someone smoking crack, one of my friends that I was in Iraq with just got this crazy hair up his ass that he wanted to smoke crack. Just out of nowhere. And you know what? what he just started, we were in Raleigh driving around and he, Found someone that he thought could do it, and he disappeared into a crack house for an hour. What a wild car. first adventure, bro! <laughs> for was, sure, right? It was definitely unique. <laughs> Can I ask you a serious question? Is he still yeah. smoking crack to this day? I haven't talked to him in. Oh, okay. 10, crack 10, is one of the ones where I don't know a lot of people who've done it and don't still do it. I, I assume he'd done it before. Oh, oh okay. I don't think because I was gonna say that's a yeah, wild. He, he hasn't oh. talked to him since he went <laughs> to the crack house. I thought I thought this was his first fucking like no, rodeo. No, it was just no. He just was like, hey man, we're gonna go do this. Because crack is a wild one to just like going into a crack house, presumably buying crack off the street in a city that's not your city that you're not from. That's Probably a wild one. Yeah, kind of a rough place. Yeah, you know. I just it's just that's a wild one. I've done some wild things in my life, but. I would not do that uh, if if I was a crack smoking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. it was oh. uh, it was very nerve wracking. Because <laughs> yeah. I eventually had to go in and get him. Oh man, yeah. Because you know like he's not watching. Oh, that's enough crack for me. Uh, no like more crack. I'm five fine. Five in the morning, and I'm like, yeah. fuck, man, it's yeah, late. That dude lost hey, all no, no, Hey, nobody left behind on man. It's yeah, loyalty no, right no, there, no man. Nobody left behind, man. That's how we live our lives, man. If you fail a drug test in the Marines, do you get kicked out, or they put you in like a hot little box? Like in Lionheart and Van Dam? No, it's it's gonna depend upon you know you you, you get a uh, you got a court hearing, you got to go for like gotta, like military, military police. Court. Yeah, I mean you know the funny thing God here's the crazy it. thing about the military. Say you're out in town and you get a DUI, you've got to face their cops them, and your cops, and then you got to come back to base. So not only are you getting the fine out in town, you could come back on base, lose rank, lose pay, get. Get go to go to. People are talking about how shitty prisons are. You've never been to a military prison. I'm sure before. it's brutal, dude. It's the worst. So how long know? would they put you guys in there? Is it like a punishment kind of thing? I mean, I never personally had to. go. No, but I mean, in I, general, I had to go to uh, Court. bring people uh, to base before. But um, I mean, I, I know guys that were in there for two, three years, and they're only what? in the military for four. <laughs> you know what I mean? Damn, so they have dude. to extend their military service just to do time. 
God damn. It's crazy. And then you get out and you can't get a fucking job. Yo, man, that's <laughs> fucked up, man. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Some of the stories you told me over the years, man. Just you know, you, yo, you, no you disrespect. Seen, you've seen a lot that's of stuff. Fucked, huh? That seems like a fucked up way to treat your people that you're like recruiting to use for things. Well, let's be completely honest. Yeah. Not exactly the smartest people join the military all the time. And all some right. people join the military. Glad you said that, not and, me. And do the same stupid shit they yeah. were doing when they were, True, you know, dude. not in the military. And so. so, Big C, you never had any ambitions of, of joining the military? Huh? Nah. Yeah, it didn't strike me as such. was my thing. I was trying to hold the side of my lap. I mean, oh, me too. I, I mean, my grandparents, my, both my grandfathers were in World War II. And one of them was like an immigrant that ended up fighting. And then my uncle was in... Um, he was in the army, but it was like post Vietnam, so I don't, it didn't, mm -hmm. whatever. But I, you know, the way household I was raised in, definitely I wasn't going to end up in the military. Um, so I, I, you know, uh, I just, the structure of it, it scared me because I don't like, I didn't like school. I don't like playing baseball because I didn't like a guy telling me what to do with a bunch of other guys that I don't really like you guys. We are only on this team because we're all want to play baseball together. Yeah. Like when you, I got older, I could figure. Okay, now we have. This is a cool people. That I actually think the same way as you do. We have the same kind of morals. I'll stick up for you. Yeah. And you're because I feel this, not because I'm like being told to. It's a tough one for me to get. But that's also like touring. Sometimes you got to work with dudes like outside of this tour. I probably wouldn't hang with this motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some of you would, mm -hmm. but not all. You know? Hey man, I've worked with plenty of plenty of people on tour, tour managers, whatever. You want to punch them in the face, man. I've mean, had discussion how many times I've been out there. And yeah. Somebody's talking down to you with artists. Yeah, yeah. You artists, man. Yeah. Just like at the end of the day, man. Just you know, we, hey, we, you still bleed, bro. Just because you're a celebrity, don't you? Know, yeah, man. Don't don't, don't cross yeah. that line. That laminate and that radio that, only do you so yeah, good, brother. Man, that's that's the thing, and it's you yeah. know, like you're talking about our brother Warren earlier, man. It's happened, man. People get punched in the face. Tour managers, yeah. artists, man. It's, it's shout it's out happened. Warren Lee, yeah. Damage Goods Podcast alum and a great individual. Man, it's fam right there, but yeah, man, it's funny, man, because uh, it's like there's bubbles that we live in, and even on the road when you tour, that's a bubble. Even for a guy like yourself, yourself or me, um, it's a bubble because you living in this world where like you have all this power and control when you're at the venue because you kind of run shit. You have the highest level pass. Even depending on what your job is, like your two roles or even mine to an extent, you can get passes. I can kind of tell people who can and can't come. You get treated nice. You get fed well. Everyone kind of respects you there. So and you, you know you bounce from city to city and your hotels and rooms are paid for and you come off of it. And I'm not. I'm sure this is not like coming back from the tour of duty or anything like. That severe, but when you come off tour, at least me, it takes me a couple of weeks to adjust to regular life again. Like it's fucked up because I was in this bubble, you know. Everything exists differently, and now I'm back, and I have to like I gotta act a little different. I gotta mm -hmm. chill out. Do you find you guys get that vibe? Yeah, a, a tour will end for me, and I'm still on tour because I have to, as the tour manager, ah. I'm still finishing paperwork i'm still settling accounts i'm still getting the gear returned you know so it is even it seems a little harder because you know as soon as i get home my daughter wants to come see me yeah but i'm still kind of working you know so there is that weird kind of transition of i'm still on the phone with management i still got to call the artist i got to go meet you know at the facility to get gear unloaded you know it's it's, mm. it's one of those one of those things for me, man, I mean, it's like, you know, I'll, I'll come off tour sometimes and, you know, my, my girl trip out. I mean, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and jump out of bed, like, in a, in a complete, you know, almost a panic, like, thinking I fell yeah. asleep on the job or something, man. It's almost like PTSD in a, in a sense, man. It's crazy because, you know, I'm, I'm on 24-7, man. When you're doing security, your brain's 
never off, man. You, you're walking on artists through public, or you're at the hotels, you're advancing, you're looking for potential threats, and it's just like your brain just goes, goes into that work mode, man, and it's hard to turn it off at the end of tour. So there's times, like I said, I'll come home the first couple nights and be sleeping. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and just literally jump out of bed and be walking around the room, like looking to throw my clothes. And my girl's like, yo, what are you doing? You're home. And it's just like my brain, it's, it's just in another spot. It's, it's, it's weird, and I've had that happen multiple times. It's kind of kind of a trip, you know. You walk around in a dark room thinking you overslept. Like, oh my, yeah. I left my client hanging or something. Like shit, you know. Because sleep, sleep is, a, is something you don't really get much of on, on the road, especially, especially doing you, the security, yeah. man. It's just or like, either of you guys, yeah. You know, you guys so it's just, I mean, I've woken up in rooms and had panic attacks because I didn't know where the fuck I was. Yeah. Because oh, you know, like I've, I've done six month tours before. Yeah, and you just get that routine of hotel, hotel, hotel. You know, it's like, oh, oh this blurs. isn't my home. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, the Ritz, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I try to do on the road is always try to like embellish uh, and revel in the, the best parts of it more. Like like looking at the glass half full, I try to get on my zen shit. Like yo, I'm in a fly ass hotel. Not always, not always. Or you're in the yeah, nice hotel. Yeah. Or you know what? Like the band took us out to dinner. That was dope. Or you know what? Catering might not be great today, but it is three, four, counting after show free meals. Yeah. Like I try to look at the good things. So I get to travel and go here. But there's definitely times where like yo, now I'm in this fucking hick ass no name town amphitheater yeah. in Arkansas. It's fucking raining. I'm in a bad mood. I'm beefy. You want to go home? You're tired. Whatever it is. Like there's those days I try to like. Always look at the, the plus side to keep yeah, me keep me it's, mellow. It's funny you say that. Can that transition from the military to that? Like, you got three, two hot meals and a and a, whatever you got. You, you want to get two hot meals in the military? I've had gone weeks without one hot meal, but God you, you know, it, it's it's that thing where it's like everybody's griping about one thing, but it's like, well, you're not thinking about the other side. Yeah, you know, there's really. A lot shittier situations that yeah. you could be in, you know. Yeah, um, you know, I always notice about it on tour, dudes who have served in like not just in the military, but have served in combat. Um, they're like so much more humble on the road than people who have it. Like, because some dudes will get a little cocky, like for the reasons I said before, we get power. And maybe you are a tough guy. Yeah, you do some cool hard rock, fucking punk rock tours. You do some metal. You do some hip hop tours. You're a pretty tough guy, dude. What did you do before this? What did you do? What's your background? Because like, Starbucks. yeah, or like, yeah, or you like you tune guitars or some dude. Big deal. Yeah. Like, like you know, I know. Like I had another guy on uh, my man Aaron Mercier. He's a guitar tech, and he actually has his own uh, guitar like company that he. Builds custom guitars for celebrities and shit. He did ten years and he served in multiple tours. And he's the chillest, sweetest, nice dude. Cause he's like probably like, you've seen some wild shit. Yeah. So anything on the road is pussy shit. Or like if you've ran around the streets and hey. wild kid, hey. like whatever. Like nobody on tour impresses or scares me, dude. Yeah. Like talk you talk, talk your tough shit real quick, dude, or we can mm -hmm. take these radios off. So you know, <laughs> like you, you can be humbled by these previous experiences that'll make you look at what you do on the road in a different light, you know, and yeah. appreciate the good parts. Mm -hmm. As much as tour is stressful, man, like you said, it's one of those things, though. It's just like, it, it is a job, man. You, you travel in the world on somebody else's dime, man. You travel to exotic spots, Europe, yeah. UK, Japan. I mean, all the spots that we've all collectively been, man. I mean, that's that in itself is a blessing, you know I mean? A lot of times, you might be seeing certain cities through a bus window or something like that, but still, it's better than sitting around yeah, doing a nine to five. Mm -hmm. I know that like we talked about earlier, I couldn't do a nine to five, man. I mean, that's what's great about our brand and about what we do on this tour, man. It's just you kind of your own boss. So, you know, I've never signed with an agency or, or a security company I've had offers too, but I've always stayed independent because, you know, I don't like answering to people. I like doing doing the way I, I do it. And, I clearly get that drift from you. Show. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's tough, man. So That's why I couldn't stick with the military. I was tired of people I was gonna say you above hit a wall. me that, you know, I'm not a fucking genius, but people who are dumber than me telling thinking I what they know is best for me. You know, it was it was it was hard, especially was it? in 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 <clears throat> combat situations where people's lives are at risk. And, you know, someone 
above me is hiding behind a Humvee because they're scared. You know, it's like it's situations like yeah, that that's where it's like, of... you know, and one of my best friends killed himself when oh. we got back from Afghanistan. And just the way that the military handled it, uh, it, w- it was weird to me. You know, like was, how how so do they handle it in what kind it, of poor manner? You know, it, it was just like we went to Iraq together, Afghanistan together. We come home and he was fucked up. Drinking problem, you know. He was getting in trouble for his drinking, and he jumped out of a, a window of the barracks, you know, and uh, uh, hmm. lived on life support for two weeks and, and died. And the family asked me to bring him home. I brought him home uh, for the funeral, and when I came back, uh, the Marines were like, "Cool, man. So uh, we'll give you two days off, and then we're gonna ship you out to the East Coast because uh, you've done more time overseas. We're gonna have you train the next." crop to, to go <laughs> you know what I mean? so it's like oh cool i just had to bury my best friend and i get two days off and then you want me to go train guys to get ready for combat mm. it's just it's yeah cool yeah yeah you know? but it's one of those things like not a lot of that's why you, you know you just suck it the fuck up that's why the marines are the marines and you, you found a, yourself hitting a point where didn't want to suck it up anymore though you know it's just there's how many times can you count your blessings you know what i mean like Within four years, I was getting ready to go to Iraq for my second time. Would have been my third time in the Middle East. Fuck yeah! You know I'm saying dude. like they wanted me to extend my contract to stay. Like how long can you do that for? You know, I was 22 years old. You know? God damn! So fuck that. That's why Omerta's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no so, stress so, in that warehouse. Some days. <laughs> yeah. until, until I come into the, yeah. into the but warehouse. But then he sees me screaming in the corner, like, hiding behind a box like, of shirts, and he's like, what the fuck? You know why you're here? It's like a marriage sometimes, man. Yeah. We have a love-hate relationship. That's it, man. fucking awesome. We laugh. That's what it is, you know? Yeah, man. I get into space. He tells me to get out. That's it, you know? I go out the streets, bounce around. That's fucking awesome. I'm weird. I'm a fucking loner. I could just lock myself in the warehouse and not talk to anybody, turn the radio on, and be fine. And then he'll come in and fucking fuck up the feng shui. Squash comes in. I'm like, what What are you doing here? What's up? Like, you need help? No, I'm good, bro. Chris, is, Chris likes to lend a hand, dude. Yeah, 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 I yeah. do. I like to be hands-on yeah. with everything, bro. Or, or, two, or lend you know? two feet. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, man, like I said, you know, our partnership works out, man. He's great no, at what he does, does man. Does. He's, he's awesome with, the, you know, the, yep. the, the branding and, you know, just all, all the products that, that he's created, man. And just, like I said, just doing what he does. He's, the, he's you know, the best. It's crazy because this is my fourth clothing brand that I've either started or, or worked, you know. This is my fourth one. And none of them were successful. And I, I think, you know, you have to come to that realization of, okay, I keep doing the same thing over and over again. Why am I not successful? There's something that you're lacking. And what I lack is I can't, I can't promote myself well, or I can't, I don't want to go, I don't want to go to the bar and talk to these people about my brand. And he will, you know what I mean? I, I'll come up with the dope products and the ideas and I'll print them and put them on shirts and I'll hand them to him and I'll say, get them on people's backs. And he will go to Wherever he's got to go, yo, fam, put that shirt on. Take the photo. Okay, here, post this on your Instagram. And that's why we've become so successful. You know, it's it's not an overnight success, but it's definitely something that's grown because of a partnership, you know? You guys are some bad motherfuckers, dude. It's <laughs> balance and shit. Hey, yeah, man, no, it's, 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 it is. It's strengths about balance, and weaknesses, you know? man. You know, you try to try to pick up with, yeah. with somebody, you know, if, if I'm weaker in one one thing, he, he carries me in that, and then vice versa, man. I, like I said, I love I love getting out and talking to people, man, and, and politicking and like you said, he's not necessarily a people person, yeah. so it's like, yo, that's that's my role, and then, you know, his role is just like I said, just the products that you're seeing out there, man, and the quality. That's like I said, that, that's that's all I'm man. So, yo, you guys, uh, you guys need a fucking intern.
So 